When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Wentz backs into the end zone, lets it fly, and it is intercepted. It is intercepted. Yeah, they blow the horn and all that. First time Carson Wentz has been picked off in four games, Mackenzie Alexander came up with the Wentz pass. Please put them out of their misery. Nothing I love more, Jonathan knows this, than sad Homer radio broadcasters. Yeah, that's pretty it's amazing. just the best. Yeah, they play the horn and all that. Yeah, they certainly do, my friend. Please uh, put them out of their misery. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, very aggressive, but also it's Philadelphia. So that's like a three out of 10 for Philadelphia aggressiveness. Nine out of 10 is throwing full beer cans at Vikings fans, which we <laughs> witnessed in Philly. Um, anyway, yes, did. Matthew Collar, Courtney Cronin, and their police officers were not very nice to us when we were trying to park. I recall that, was, that as well. That was a cluster. Which is just much, much worse than throwing full beer cans at people and swearing at children. Um, anyway, Purple Daily here. And uh, we have to talk about Jason Lacanfora's report Courtney, that everyone is going to want to talk to the Vikings at the NFL Combine, which you and I will both be in attendance for next week. We'll be on Radio Row. Sage Rosenfels and I, you're going to stop by for uh, many a segment. And uh, what Jason Lacafora of CBS is reporting is that the Vikings will be talking to a lot of teams about trades. Mm -hmm. And he lists Everson Griffin, Linval Joseph, Kyle Rudolph, and Stephon Diggs. So I wanted to go one by one because we have time. Everson Griffin first. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the trade market would be for Everson Griffin if he does not void his contract and become a free agent? And in the break, you and I discovered yeah. this. His contract, he shouldn't void it because he's going to earn a boatload of money if he stays with the current deal that the Vikings have him on. Yeah, and his cap hit, let's let's go over the whole thing first. Yeah. So it's a $12.9 million cap hit, and this is a team that... You know, is already trying to figure out how it's going to crunch these numbers to make it work. And so he's making $13.5 million in cash next year. You don't that's want a lot. to avoid that yeah, because, like, think about like where else are you going to get that at, when you turn in a season where you're going to turn 32 years old? Um, Eight sacks, which is good, not yeah. great. And I mean, he did tail, trail off at the end of the mm-hmm. year last year. I mean, he had a really good resurgence early on in the season. Um, I believe this was my poem. On Friday. Oh, that's right. Um, I, yeah, thanks for reminding me. It was a good poem. Uh, but no, I mean, like, they, <laughs> you're in a situation here where I think it's more of a, they're actively shopping him. From my understanding, 
they are considering any and all talks regarding Everson Griffin and what his value might be on other teams and where he might fit best. Um, Because they don't want to pay him at this current number, I can tell you that. Like, it's too expensive. You'd be in a situation where if you're Griffin, you say, well, I'm not going to take a restructure. I showed you that I still have it. I mean... Eight sacks. If seven is kind of your bar because the void number was six, that's all he needed to get, um, you know, in 2019, and then the 57% playing time. Um, and he meet both of those. He met both of those marks. So let's say that the bar should be at seven. Then, if the void is six, the bar should be at seven. He can get you seven sacks. Oh, of course. Like absolutely. Course, yeah. So I think that he's still in a position where he's got the leverage here. Um, and if the Vikings go to him and say, well. Look at the defense right now. Look at what we have. We're we're tight on money. Yep. We're going to need you to take a restructure. I'm say thank you very much. Yeah, I'm not doing that. If I'm, I'm not him. doing that right There's now. There's no reason to do it he, for him because he, in a way, he did not bet on himself last year because he could have gone somewhere else. Yes. and signed the yep. one year deal or signed a you know a, yeah. a multiple year deal, a very high number because pass rushers, as we know, and he, he could have done a Sheldon one. Richardson thing. Yes. last year but if he wanted to. If he would have been in a situation where it wasn't the right fit, the right defense, the right scheme, and he didn't get the sack numbers he needed, he could have been out of the NFL right now because you know we just know that's what happens when you bet on yourself. So he, in a way, he played it safe by taking the restructure last year uh, of taking the lower cap hit to you know working right up until the deadline. I remember uh, when we were talking with Rick Spielman during the free agency press conference last year after Griffin restructured. I mean, they got that done at the 11th hour. So now he's in the driver's seat right. to be like, if you don't want to pay me what what I'm owed uh, on, on this contract, and I don't really want to void it, um, it would be, trade me. Now that I've trade looked close somewhere this, else. it would be crazy for him to void this contract. He is going to get thirteen point four million just in base salary in twenty twenty one and fourteen point nine in twenty twenty two, and then there are other bonuses that go along with that. And I mean, he will That's be a older, lot of cash. yes, but he will be older at that point, yeah. and the guaranteed money's all gone, right? And, but, and anybody can cut him at any time, sure, but. That's the contract you're going to get at that age anyway. Mm-hmm. So why not have a contract that gets you a ton of cash, but that puts the Vikings in a situation to either trade him or cut him because they cannot afford to pay a $13.9 million cap hit this year or 14 next year or 15 the year after that. No. They just cannot afford that. So that leaves the door open for the trade. If they were trading Everson Griffin, what are you looking for? So that's that's kind of what we'll do here with each player. Sure. Like, is it a good idea, and what are you trying to get back? A third-round pick. I think that's reasonable. Fair. You're not getting a first or second no. for someone who is 33 years old. 32 this season. The thing is, uh, he'll turn 33 toward the end of the season as we... Um, Actually, no. He, he's, right? No, I think he turns 32 in December. I think that was the whole thing. I thought it was 33 he turns in December. Either way. All right. Yeah, he is. Thir- he will be 33, 33 in December. 32 right now. December 22nd. <laughs> Call him up on his birthday. Wish him happy birthday. Yeah, it was. He clarified for someone on Twitter that he is 32 and not 33, but he will. Well, either way, it's old for an NFL player. Mm-hmm. And, but as we um, know, with certain pass rushers, you can't just put the blanket statement as like the older they get, the better or the more sustainable it is. I mean, usually they, they're great though. Like the yeah. only guys who last into their 30s are Julius Peppers. Yes, and I mean, in Von Miller and, and people like that, like that's the trajectory you're I, looking at. Right, there. I would and bet Jared on Allen the elite and, guys. Yes, but look at what happened in that Saints game where they ran that NASCAR package and they put both he and Daniil Hunter on yeah. the inside. I mean, that's what he did early on in his career. 
Um, I remember when I asked him about it, he told me that that was the first time he would you know play in, in on interior pass rushing downs. It wasn't early on in his career. I believe it was his rookie year in '09. They had him situationally pass rush mm-hmm. as you know from essentially the defensive tackle spot. So he's still at the height of his athleticism. I don't feel like he any of that dropped off. It's just the production factor, um, and probably also how teams were scheming to him too. So and, and you have still to look got toward, it. Everything is toward the future. Sure. It's, when will this fall off the side of a cliff? And when you see the second half of seasons back-to-back years not be as good, you really start to wonder how long it's going to last. I think he's still a good player. Third round, though, seems like it would be hard to get. For what whatever reasons. Now, I think that's stupid. If you're another team and someone offers you a third rounder for a legitimate edge rusher who had eight sacks last year and has a great history, well, what are you going to do with a third-round pick? The last, last year, the Vikings spent it on a running back. So a lot of times those don't work out for a current player. If you're a win-now team with cap space, do it. If you're indie, do it. Give them the third-round pick. But teams tend to hold on to these really tightly. There are a bunch last year teams that didn't want to trade for Trey Wayans or Kyle Rudolph because they were hanging on to their draft stuff. So I, I think if I'm another team, I say I appreciate that you want to give me a third, but you're also asking me to take on a huge cap hit number for this year. So how about a fourth? Okay. Would you do Everson Griffin to get a fourth back? You kind of have to get something, you or, or get... you just cut him. Like those are the only two options. And if you cut him, it's thirteen point one in savings against the cap. And he's not; he has no more guaranteed money on his deal. So I understand that. I think you need some compensation. I would do that. I would try as hard as I could. Now, Linval Joseph is another one that's interesting. Can because... I just say something about Linval? Like, so I was looking. He's, I was he's tra- the best. Well, yes, but I was also looking up his cap number. Um, and I saw something. The Virgin Islands Free Press uh, was reporting the that Virgin Islands. Well, you know, Free he, you Press. know, he's from there, right? Yeah, like, I do. But that's <laughs> that great. That the, that the Vikings are likely to uh, to get to cut him. So I hope that you know if it does break that somebody gives hey, the Virgin Islands Free Press their credit. I've seen less legitimate reports so far <laughs> this off season. I uh, think that I will not name yeah. names, but. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, his cap is way too high for where he's at right now. And I think that we foreshadowed this, even dating back to last year, that he could be a cap casualty. Um, So I think they really like Armin Watts. Don't you get that sense that they really like Armin Watts? I mean, there's a reason that... people know who Armin Watts is? Six-round pick? Not us. One one of the most um, productive interior pass rushers in the SEC last year. Two years ago. Two years ago, yeah, he was. Uh, All right. Didn't play football very long before then. I could tell you more if you'd like to no, know more. I said anyone, not like you. Oh. Um, okay. If you went to Linval Joseph and said, how about we cut this base salary and salary cap number in half? To what? Seven? That's yeah. sort of half. Yeah, somewhere in it that range. 11 point, 11.15? Do you think he just says... Base salary in 2020. Do you think he just says, forget it, just cut me? Or just trade me? I mean, that's a lot. You're asking a lot there. Who's trading for him, though? This is my thing. Who needs a nose tackle? Not, I mean, not you, many people in the league need nose tackles. You, you at don't see, twelve million dollar cap hits. Agreed, and you don't really see trades happening for that position. I mean, if he was a three technique, sure, but right. we know he cannot play three technique. Right? Um, not any, not, not anymore. anymore. Yeah. He's thirty something years old, and that's so. the thing is, two thousand seventeen Linval Joseph is as good as anyone has ever played nose tackle. I mean, he's just completely dominant on the number one defense. But now. The last two years, there have been injuries that have piled up. There's been surgeries that have happened. And when you're talking about getting to 32, 33, 33 years old, 34 years old with a nose tackle, 
that's got twelve million bucks. I think if you get someone to give you a sixth round pick, but even then, I just don't see anyone taking it. Uh, there are a I lot of teams like, with cap space, but not this much cap space. Yeah, and I mean, the most logical thing feels like with Linville, because of what you would get back in return, that cutting it might be the easiest way to go. What's um, Armin Watts' favorite food? See, I knew you didn't know Armin Watts. Seafood pasta. <laughs> Because who doesn't love seafood pasta? But I think the answer is pretty clear here. Yes, it makes sense to cut Linval Joseph, mm-hmm. but no, they're probably not going to be able to find a trade suitor. For Everson Griffin, someone will sure, tra- trade you for because he's an edge rusher. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that that's it right there. Kyle Rudolph is an interesting name to come up in this. I did not expect that, that his name would come up because he signed the contract extension. And even though Kirk Cousins did not throw him the ball enough, even though me and Sam Bradford on this show begged Kirk to throw him the ball more often, uh, he didn't throw him the ball enough. When he did, he was highly successful in doing so. Mm-hmm. If you're Rudolph, I wonder if you'd be okay with it if they traded you. If you went to a team that was going to throw to the tight end more often. I don't know. Remember what happened when he signed that the extension and was like, this is where we're retiring. This is, I mean, they just built the house out in yeah, the uh, western yeah, that's suburbs. True. That's and, true. You know, his ties to the community here. Back when he was telling us in OTAs that a ton of teams are inquiring, which, you know, Kyle, that's tampering. So maybe don't say that. Um, but Tampering in the football league? <laughs> this one? Anyway. The national one? I never... Next um, week at the Combine? What? Uh, basically, <laughs> they under the tight end position, they've un, they underutilized it as a whole. When you think about just the production of both Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith, and you drafted Irv Smith to be Kyle's replacement eventually. Now, right. does that mean that you'd want to use another third-round pick or a, a fourth-round pick on a tight end? Well, I don't know if this is the year to do it, they personally. They feel good about Conklin, though. They do. And, and and that's one that seems to have panned out, uh, at least for the role that they want him to play, which is more of a predominantly blocking role. Um, that's fine. But with Kyle being... That being said, had they not had Kyle Rudolph last year, they're in a bad spot. And yep. so I wonder, do they do the Vikings kind of feel like they might want to take a step back here and still keep him at where he's at? Cause, so remember, when he signed the extension... Uh, in June last year, the, his base salary goes up from 1.75 to 7.025 yep. this year, and it's fully guaranteed. So you're in a situation where you're paying him about six million more at 30 years old, um, and, and expecting that it'd be as much as he gave you last year, if not more. And if you're confident in that, and you're confident that Gary Kubiak, which we know he likes to utilize tight ends, does and, like his tight ends. Um, maybe that's why you keep him. But if you want to trade him, what I'd say you could probably get back for a Kyle Rudolph. Um, looking, I think you're looking at probably a third. Third, third yeah. seems like just a, such a conservative way to do it. But um, at his age and the value and, and, and the number that you'd be sending to another team, I could see that. That's why. Yeah. It's it's not is he good or not? We know he's good. It's what you got to pay. Yeah, eight point eight million dollars on the cap. It is very expensive for somebody who is of his age. Mm-hmm. And he always makes fun of us for talking about his age. But when you get to a certain mm-hmm. point, even though he's been durable, you start to wonder. And and also he's not a downfield threat. He has his limitations as a player. He had a good season last year. Yeah. And and he can do it, more than block. I mean, that's the thing. Like I know that. You could read between the lines of some of the frustrations early on, but he showed 
that he still is a very good red zone threat, despite whether the quarterback wants yeah. to throw it to him more right. in there or not. Um, he's a, he's a good mismatch. He and I think having Irv Smith benefited Kyle a lot because we weren't really sure how that dynamic was going to work yeah. out yep. um, and where the target share was going to go. As a whole, I do feel like they underutilized the position. They could have gotten so much more out of both, yes. but they didn't. So and Kirk has to throw him the ball yeah, a that's, lot that's of times. Yeah, that's on the quarterback. That's there, not on Kyle. There were a number of situations this year, especially that Week 16 game against the Packers when I watched the film back. I thought, Kirk really does not understand that Kyle Rudolph is open when he's not open. That he can box out guys and you can just throw it his way and he'll make the catch. And even if it's not a perfect throw, he'll make sure it doesn't get intercepted. He probably could have had another 15 catches last year if Kirk would just look at him more often. But he won't. Mm -hmm. We know this about Cousins. If you're not open, he's not throwing you the ball. And this is not a guy who's going to get a ton of separation like Irv Smith might be able to because he's quicker and he's smaller than Rudolph. So I would understand if he wanted to get traded, it's just the value is not super high. And if I'm Gary Kubiak, why, other than just cap desperation, why would I want to take away a player who, when you throw his way, you have 130 quarterback rating? That's a good segue into the next one on your list. Yes, it is. But let me just once say one more thing, that Irv Smith... Looked great last year. Oh yeah, I think he had a great rookie season. No, I think I think that the if you expect him to be involved more in the passing game next year, you're you're spot on about yes. that because and when Thielen was out, he yes. stepped in. Yes, 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 yes. Now the Diggs thing is weird. It's just weird. Like, we, where we, are we at with that? All right, I want to start with one thing because to all the people who have been sending tweets my way of what does this mean? Him and Jaron Curse speaking back and forth in millennial language on the Twitter machine. And, you know, what does it mean that he deleted? What does it all mean? Allegedly deleted, which I was actually informed to today because I am old, um, that you can that you archive uh, things oh, on Instagram. Okay. So maybe so he, he didn't, didn't delete. He didn't wash it. He just... We don't know that for a fact. I'm not... He, I'm just He just made a scrapbook out of it. Yes, essentially. <laughs> um, what, what are the dramatic tweets and all the... Weird They've things always mean. existed, though. Yes, that's that's who he is. So I wouldn't think of this as a Jordan Howard situation in Chicago. One day he gets angry and deletes all of his Bears stuff. Yeah. I feel like it's a different situation here. I can tell you this. The Vikings are expecting that he is going to be on the roster next year. He is a part of their plans this offseason as you build around this. Like you said with Kyle Rudolph, Gary Kubiak doesn't want to get rid of a guy yeah, I don't of the it. caliber of Stephon Diggs. Now, does Diggs want to go somewhere? I don't know if he wants to be in the same offense. Yeah, but like, too bad. You signed a contract that keeps you here. Exactly, and you are under contract. But from the Viking side he, of he things... He has no leverage. Yes, but from the Viking side of things, to make this clear, they have no intent and no reason to go yeah. down that path. Why they would you? They never have wanted to. Why they would you? I mean, if they really wanted to, you could field calls week four when he's having a temper tantrum and, and doesn't want to everybody to buzz off. Yes. Yep. So if you wanted to do it then, when you said, hey, let's table this to the offseason... You could have been entertaining it for a while. There is no incentive here for the Minnesota Vikings to get rid of Stephon Diggs. No, none, none at yeah. all. Yep, I agree. Moving on. And uh, if you're Diggs, what exactly are you going to do about it? Would be if, you can't if I'm do the Vikings about it. Really? What do you want to forfeit any of the money that you're going to make by holding out or right. throwing a tantrum? I yeah. don't know. I just don't understand. The, You'd basically have to pull a Carson Palmer where you just said, I will never play for you again. And it's I don't think it's that serious of a situation no, where he would say that. I don't either. And I know that he gets the diva label and, you know, for unjust reasons, yeah, I think I for a lot of it. Either. I don't agree with it. But um, I can understand his frustrations within oh, yes. the offense last year. Yep. But I will say this. This is still going to be 
the exact same offense that it was last year. Whether or not you give Dalvin Cook an, a, a lucrative extension or if you just decide that you're going to still run the ball as frequently as you did last year. Yeah. So that's a situation where I don't anticipate it getting this huge uptick for, for Diggs' targets and, and for him to be the focal point of this offense. I don't think that's going to yeah. happen in Minnesota. No. But you sign that contract, and you've got to play out the length of it unless something goes awry and they need to trade you to... If there was some injury, if they needed to do something to be able to move you off the books. Yeah. But for now, he's too valuable. And he's just way too valuable to this team. They're not tanking. No. They brought Dom Capers and Gary Kubiak onto the staff. Yeah. They're trying to win. Uh, the, these guys were not brought in on a team that thinks it's going to be 5-11 and 11 next year. And I don't see how you can compete if you don't have Stefan Diggs. How you can compete to be a legitimate threat when you're talking about the top teams always have elite passing games you're not having an elite passing game if Stephon Diggs is not here next Agreed. year so there is no reason for them to trade him I think that this is just fire that gets created because he did the week four thing that people don't let that go well, and, and because, he's not happy of course he's not happy and because we never really resolved yeah that I mean yep. yes they've they they made apologies. They talked about it. Um, it seemed just from the lip service part of this that it might be resolved, but it doesn't feel resolved because how, how do you make something like that go away in the right. middle of the season when emotions are at their all-time high yeah. and you're two and two? You say, just calm down, come back, come to practice, be here, be present, put it all on the table, um, and we'll deal with this in the off season. So, of course, that's why the conversation is continuing to come up. And like you mentioned, this is combine time. It's pre-free agency. The talks begin next week in Indianapolis. And I know that we were making a joke about tampering, but that's where things start to, you start to see movement. You start to see players maybe get released and teams trying to create cap space in order to at least give the perception Mm -hmm. when they're going after free agents and teams are talking with agents of these free agents that, hey, we can actually afford to pay you. But that's why that's happening tampering. right now. They're definitely not tampering. not tampering. Totally legal. Please don't suggest that. No, of course uh, not. Let's It'll say, be legal in a few weeks. Maybe let, they'll wait till then. Let me try this, though. Yeah, and as soon as the legal tampering thing opens, people have contracts done already. I know, it's isn't really it? It strange. just shows you that allegedly anybody can be a GM or a cap guy or anything if that's how easy it is to get contracts done. You say, oh, 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, go. I just click on Madden, sign this player, and he's signed. <laughs> yep, that's um, it. So let me try, though. Let me try to find a Stefan Diggs trade for you. Let's say that you bumped into Amari Cooper's agent. You just run into it. Whoops, oh, you're in my way. Oh, let's negotiate a deal, but not out loud. Um, so through a series of clicks and whistles and blinks, they decide at the combine that Amari Cooper is interested in signing with the Vikings if they wanted to trade Stefan Diggs. And another team comes in. Let's say the Schmleveland Schmrounds. Uh, they say, yeah, actually, Kevin Stefanski is really interested in trading for Stefan Diggs. In fact, they'll trade their first round pick for him to have Landry, Diggs, and Beckham, and they're going to throw every play. I'm going to throw up if that happens. That would be incredible. Because it wouldn't work. I would also ask um, to be transferred to Cleveland Radio to cover that for a year. I, I, it would uh, never work. It, it would be but... super fun. Um, are you taking that deal, though? No, I'm not. Even if they were going to sign. Another receiver to fill Diggs' shoes. It doesn't change anything. Like it's not going to change. What, what gets this you off- a first round pick, and, and you'd have another good receiver. You'd have, yeah. I mean, the only thing would be the additional first round pick, which of course I'm not. I'm not, you know, turning my nose up at draft capital. I think I'm, but I the just, deal. I don't think anybody from Dallas or Amari Cooper's agent 
or any you of that you representation. You bump into them or run into them in the restaurant yeah, like or take, something? Yeah, you know, I got just... my tray of food. Oh, I'm right. sorry. I didn't ah, mean to throw it on you. It's got a contract on it for your client. <laughs> I don't think that would happen. Uh, there's, okay, well, that... there's no reason. I mean, Amari's in a great situation sure. outside of the contract that's going to eventually get figured out. Dallas wouldn't have brought him in there had they not been able to pay I him agree. eventually. It's not happening. I agree. I just... The only scenario I could see is if they had something worked out on the side with another receiver who would come in here and then they could trade Diggs for a first. And that's the only situation I could figure out that would be even remotely worth discussing. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, Alex Boone is going to join the show. And uh, we've got some hot routes, all sorts of hot routes from the XFL to Tua Tugaviola to Big Ben. Lots going on in hot routes. We will discuss when we return with Alex Boone here on Purple Daily. Join Score North's Rami Maklov and Team KSTP at this year's JDRF One Walk to create a world without type 1 diabetes Saturday, February 22nd. Join our team or donate to Team KSTP over at scorenorth.com, keyword JDRF. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 